With more extra points, Garen Emig and Bill Haston, two Tulsa World Sports columnists, wishing everyone a pleasant day and thanking you for your readership as well as your viewer slash listenership of, uh, of this show. Um, something you can take a look at, take a listen to via our friends at Apple. I don't they're friends, but they're like, yeah, they are. They provide a service. Apple, Spotify, and Google, the way to go on that front. Hey, check this out, Bill. Two nights ago, uh, I wasn't home for trick-or-treating because so I was in Stillwater. Uh, but I did, I'm still in the spirit, even though I didn't get to give out candy to the kids. Check my costume. I, this looks like a normal, for those who can't see it or only hearing, this is just a normal white cream colored golf shirt. And then I pop up the logo. Look at that, Bill. Wow. Wow. Where does that, does that take you back or what? Yeah. 1990. It looks so fresh. <laughs> like Barry Lewis has a 2007 uh, PGA Championship shirt that he wore one day that week, you know, when we hosted here mm -hmm. in May. Mm -hmm. And it looked like a brand new shirt. And yeah. he said, well, I, to be honest, I forgot I had it. It's the and, 19, it, yeah. For those who, yeah, for those who don't know, it's 1997. I, I, yes. I, I'm dressed as a sports talk show host from 1997 in Tulsa. The 1430, 1300 uh, logo, that was, uh, it was a thing. I'm, I'm not sure how else to describe it. It was a thing. Obviously, didn't wear it enough because I can still. It's 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 still yeah. It still looks fairly mint condition. Those were the wild, wild west days of Tulsa sports talk. You're not yeah. You don't have to tell me. You were right. Oh, I mean, I was I was in it. <laughs> uh, from I would say '94 through about 2000, maybe no beyond 2000 uh, through about '03. Uh -huh. uh, the wildest, craziest years of of. Uh, Every time something consistent would be established, something really good and consistent, for whatever reason, that you'd get the rug pulled from out from under them, and and it change or a station would change formats. Or, That's right, as you That's well know. Right. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Captain Huge. I know a lot of the uh, readers will remember Captain Huge at fourteen thirty. Mm -hmm. That was a wild show. David Garrett, Garen Emig, Chris Plank as about a twelve year old started at the bus. <laughs> Little plank, mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy Poplin. Uh, holy moly! Uh, Michael Del Giorno had a cup of coffee. Oh gosh, I hadn't thought of that name in a bit. Yeah, where is uh, Captain Huge now? You have any idea? I think I think uh, Bill is in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think is that right? I was up there for an Oklahoma State game, uh, the 15 opener against Central Michigan. Mm -hmm. I get a rental car, Garen. I Start the ignition. The first voice I hear, the radio activates, and it's Bill Simons. Oh my lord! Mm -hmm. Captain Huge, and he was what? doing his whole. The, nothing changed with regard to the delivery, and he still refers to himself as Captain Huge and all of it. So, uh, what's, seven what's years. Up? <laughs> what's up, Tulsa? They did not all here either at all. <laughs> My tag team partner in the brief time that I was on the air was getting John Marble, still a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He's a big Phillies fan, so I've been sending him positive thoughts and vibes uh, over the course of the World Series since his Phils are playing Houston. So another slice of uh, radio history in Tulsa. Don well, King. Don King. I, how do I not mention Don was King? the program director at 1430. Yeah. Don's kind of been the uh, constant denominator. For he a lot has of survived time. a lot of fires. Yeah, that's right. right. That's He's right. Uh, last night, I had on one screen the World Series, and I 
on the other screen had the thunder and i just i was trying to come up with a, a cute little laugh track on my phone here uh, to punctuate what i'm about to say which i don't want to make a topic of it or mm -hmm. a segment uh but i do think it's funny that as we speak the oklahoma city thunder has more victories than russell westbrook's lakers and kevin durant's nets combined so nice start to the season there uh for the thunder this is a fun team to watch they really yeah. are they won four in a row they've yeah oh, i knew they'd be fun i just didn't know how many times they'd win right I, well, and i don't know how much longer they're going to win but right now well, kind of have nice to have them both you know what they do uh it's really impressive to me and i really started to take inventory of it like game three but man with those young legs they get to the rim a lot and dort giddy shay mm -hmm. even oku a little bit now and then and, and Jalen williams the rookie from santa clara uh -huh. they use those young legs and they get to the rim and, and you know what they get when they get there they either get fouled or they get a layup right and time and time and time again they just go get them a layup or now you got Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's the master of the mid-range game. He's the king of the mid-range game, as far as I'm concerned, in in the NBA now, and he just has that beautiful 17 to, yeah, I'd say 12 to 18 fit little. He's got his own little territory, and he pulls up and scores beautifully. And and uh, you know, he's averaging 31 points a game now. Grant, it's a seven-game sample size, but. You know, I I've been wondering, is he really a true one? Is he a, really a truly a, a best player on the team kind of a guy who can get you to the playoffs? And I've said he needs a co-number one to run with, and I still kind of believe that. But he is his development's very impressive, and he's mm -hmm. a heck of a scorer and a heck of a you know, and a very mature young guy in a league that has a lot of immature uh, older guys. Put yep. it that way. That's right. I'll get around to the NBA eventually, I think. Maybe, maybe, maybe earlier than I than I imagine. Maybe earlier than I imagine. You know what? I'll probably get around to it earlier than than usual, Bill, because college football just doesn't hit hit as hard this year because we've got a couple of teams that I mean, let's be honest, we're not getting anywhere near the playoff. Last night was weird, man. It's a, that's the first time in eight years, eight yep. years, that I haven't been at a somewhere where I knew I could see the reveal of the first playoff standings because I knew it wasn't it just was it didn't matter a whole lot around here um That's right no and, it, it, you I watched it because it was it's it's important but but uh we're just so accustomed to having yeah. some sort of, uh you know skin in the game and we just don't um, mm -hmm. but it was it so the, the one streak that stayed alive is that the Big 12 has never been represented in the top four of the first ranking. Mm -hmm. It's never happened. Meanwhile, the SEC, and this is all, keep in mind the playoff, the advent of the playoff came after, what, three years or so after Nebraska and AM get out of the league. So the diminished Big 12, if you really want to know how the, what the national perception is of the, uh, new Big 12 or the more recent big version of the Big 12, there were at least two teams, Garen, in the first four of the college football playoff rankings. Mm -hmm. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the nine years we've had it, there's been at least two mm -hmm. SEC teams. Uh, and then, of course, you know, including last night. But uh, quick trivia question before we get back to the here and now. 
Can you remember who the first this? I had to look this up, and and I if I had guessed for two hours, I wouldn't have guessed this team. The first number one in the first college football playoff rankings in 2014. Florida State. They were in it, but they weren't number one. Um, and this must be off the beaten path. I it's mean, a, it's it's a, it's SEC, but it's not. The but it's not one. Alabama. No. Mm. 2014. Um, wouldn't have been LSU. Really. It was Mississippi State. Oh, that is a great trivia question. It is a great trivia question. Mississippi fact, State was number one in the first. I, I don't. I've probably seen that a hundred times the last eight years. I've done research, and I, and it doesn't. It doesn't even then. It doesn't click with me. That was the team. Dan Mullen. Uh, yeah, they were unbeaten at that point, obviously, and but that also was the only. Uh, that was the only year that the first four included three SEC teams. Mississippi State, Auburn, Ole Miss, not LSU, not Bama, so not Georgia. So what a weird first that four. Is crazy. But, but, yeah, I mean, the Big 12 has never been higher than fifth in any first four. And we've seen when OU rallying from 15 – to the playoff that it can be done. You can make up a lot of ground and that mm -hmm. the first four isn't that critically important. But, it, you know, um, to have TCU at eight, uh, that's just typical. That's just well, typical of the, what the view has been of the Big 12 since Nebraska and A&M left town. Yeah, well, here's what I would say. You're right. I would also say it's it's another again you're going to get this from me a lot moving forward uh but TCU being and that was a that was a team that everyone was wondering about after the reveal last night well there wouldn't be any curiosity and and I, I think the Horned Frogs look if they if they keep winning they're going to be fine I think I think they might get in it with one loss it better not be in the Big 12 championship game but they might get in with one loss here's the thing if this thing was 12 teams like it should be uh, we wouldn't have to worry about TCU representing the Big Twelve because they, they'd have a they, they'd have a they'd have a buy. They'd they'd be one of the top four conference champions. Well, as much as you could say there's a conference champion in November, they'd actually have a buy to the the quarterfinals. I think they'd play either Georgia or Tulane. And, and by the way, how cool would it be to have Tulane in a in a in a playoff? Sure. But I we started the show talking about how sad it is that OSU and OU are not really going to be part of the conversation. There's a world where OSU still is a part of the conversation in a 12-team in a playoff. Uh, feels strange to say after what happened in Manhattan last week, but but it's true. They could, they could uh, win out, win a uh, TC rematch in Dallas, uh, and, and find their way into uh, somewhere between 10 and 12, potentially. But that... That is not, uh, and that, and again, this this is the, an argument that flies in the face of those who say, "Well, you expand the field, all you're doing is cheapening or de-emphasizing the regular season." I think it's just the opposite. All that does is invest even more fans and more games a lot longer. Of course, not, thousand percent. Yeah, not not happening right now. Um, oh, you, what do you? I don't know if there's anything left to say about what happened to the Cowboys Saturday, Bill. It's it's more about what what might. What version of that team comes out in Lawrence against Kansas Saturday? You have any idea? No, no, no Lord, no. I mean, uh, um, I I knew that, like everybody else knew that there were issues that, that their run game wasn't very good, that their offensive line is kind of what it's been 
for 10 years, which is not vintage Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm, I say it, I, I've written it and said it a million times. If OSU more recently had any of the offensive lines it had between 06 and 2012, mm-hmm. what, a, what, a, what, a, what a game changer that would be for considering the, the talent that has rolled through there in the last 10 years with Mason Rudolph. Mason got beat up. Mason, Mason Rudolph was sacked 32 times one year. Uh, so if you knew the run game was suspect, you knew the O-line is average, you knew the back end of the defense was, you know, uh, susceptible to giving up some big plays. And it's like everything that could go wrong did go wrong at Manhattan. And then Sanders gets his shoulder dinged. And now you don't know what his status is going up to Lawrence. And uh, Brock Martin said, I guess on Monday, as of the end of Sunday's practice, we had forgotten about Manhattan. Sure. That's impossible. Right. I mean, it's exactly what you should say. And it's exactly impossible. Uh, that is a, that's a different kind of loss. And so what kind of psychological wreckage are we looking at? And and what if Gunnar Gundy, or for that matter, the other freshman, if the freshman, uh, Rangel, what if he were to get the start? I don't know. I mean, is that team ready to win a road game over a solid uh, I would still say a very solid Kansas team on the road. Uh, if they have to go with Gar- uh, Garrett, if they have to go with Gunnar Gundy, uh, man, I, uh, and without the support of a strong run game, if, if Gunnar had uh, the 2008 run game behind him, yeah, he could probably win that game. But man, Wait, I, 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 I think that was a, that was a, that was a devastating loss in the moment. Um, but they were kind of due to have – it's been so long since they laid an egg that big. Uh, so I guess it happens to everybody. It's happened yeah. to this year. So, I mean, I just didn't never dreamed we would see uh, those kinds of scores from the Sooners and the Cowboys in the same season. Well, your point about the run game is, is right on. Uh, the other thing that's not there is last year's defense – uh, to 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 win a, a twenty to ten game if need be, right? Again, and even and again, this is this is if, J, if Jason Bean is quarterback in Kansas instead of Jalen Daniels, and we'll see. That's still a pretty. That's a that's still a fairly dangerous offense for against an OSU defense that has been sort of bailed out by sort of, uh, you know, bending, 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 but not snapping. I won't use the other term. Oh, yeah. and, and plays like an unbelievable tightrope. Toe tap interception yeah. at Wilco and plays yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just it, the situation is set up really uncomfortably if, if in fact, uh, and, and it's not because, Gun, you know, Gundy can't be a good college quarterback. He's just not ready to be a good college quarterback right now. And the other thing, Sanders means so much to that team, Bill. His, it, he, he has a presence about him, but it's more pronounced when you're, when you don't have uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, Devin Harper. Jalen Warren, uh, Jake, uh, uh, Josh Sills, the offensive lineman, uh, D- uh, Dylan Stoner, Tylen Wallace, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you feel good walking into an opposing stadium, even uh, Kansas, with guys that you know you can count on. And Sanders uh, matters in that sense more this year than he ever has. And that's why 
look, I've been on, I've been on Gundy's horse all year. Cause I think he's coached about as well as he ever has with this team. I, I think that they, they did overachieve to be as good as they were. I really do believe that. And that goes for the staff with Gunny, with Mike Gundy, but it, it, you can't, it doesn't mean he can't get ding for doing something foolish and having Sanders in the game with a 41 point deficit. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, and, and for him to take the hit that he did, it wasn't a sack. It was a play before the sack where he got popped from behind and got driven into the turf. That's when he re-aggravated the uh, shoulder injury. I just, and I know what get, what Mike said. I, I Sanders is a competitive leader, this, that. I get it. But veto power, man. Right. Common so, sense. I, yeah. I don't I don't know. We'll see if it, I hope it doesn't cost him a second loss. I, I, I worry it will. Um, OU, Baylor, this this game doesn't have a lot of sizzle to me. It should have when the when the schedule came out. I thought this was going to be a fascinating game. Um, Sooner this, uh, this game can be viewed only on a streaming device. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. No. This is ES, ESPN Plus. ESPN has put this game on the, the plus, and I talked to Joe Castiglione on this morning about that. It's interesting. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. That's the first, right? It has to be. First time it's the first time the, their football team has been on a streaming platform that wasn't of OU's choosing. They had the Kent State game in uh, week two, but that was that was their own production. It was the Sooner Vision right. production. Exactly. This is this is one where, for lack of a better term, they've been relegated to ESPN Plus because Fox took big Fox took TCU and Texas Tech, then Fox Sports One took. Uh, uh, Texas, Kansas State, and OSU, Kansas. So the other two games are both going to be streamed uh, around midday. So it, that is weird. Joe Castiglione, his his take is, look, fans who haven't embraced it need to now. This will help that cause. It will help promote our third-tier programming platform. He's right about that. He got to kick the – he got to pick the kickoff time, Bill. I didn't, I didn't realize that until he confirmed well, it. Well, it is an unusual kickoff time. Two o'clock. So, so you'd rather have a two o'clock game than an 11 a.m. game, uh, which they were looking at if one of the networks had picked it up. But it is still a little it's a little uncomfortable. I guess I'd put it that way. I think I, I mean, personally, I think the perfect if you if you don't have if you can schedule without considering television or having it dictated to you, I think one o'clock is the perfect kick. But when I saw 2 p.m. initially without seeing the TV details, I was like, what? And then I thought, wow, OK. This thing's streaming, and I looked it up, and sure enough, it is. So, uh, as as a game, uh, if you can just relax and just chill and and watch, I said the chill's a bad choice of words, but if you can just watch it for sixty minutes of football in the moment, it should be a really good game, mm -hmm. and, and it should be a you know, uh, there's a little bit of a desperation. What did Brent say Monday? He's talking about. Uh, you know, basically uh, being, becoming a 10-win football team, I thought, wow, okay. Uh, there is that out there, uh, that possibility. Yes, there is. And this would be on par with uh, they can't win a Big 12. Well, what am I saying? I mean – Well, like technically, but it's, you know, we're talking – Long shot. But, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, this would be one of the great underrated uh, uh, or un improbable 10-win type seasons if if – like 06 maybe the uh yes omar is out yes. thompson's Thompson. back 10 win year mm -hmm. yeah if they can squeeze 10 out of a season in which they lose by 49 in the cotton ball 
that would be a remarkable and a, I think a great finish to a tough first season for Brent if he can rally these guys to run the table, which would include a Bedlam win. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, I, it's and it, you know, I mean, Baylor's really disappointed, and they're they want to win this as much as OU wants to win this. So, uh, it's a really, really interesting, watchable game. It just doesn't have, it just doesn't resonate, right? And that that an OU November game has resonated for so long. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been it's been that long since. Oh, you played November games that weren't consumed and uh, uh, Nash on a national level for their importance and impact on the rest of the standings. That's right. Last two Big 12 champions. It just feels doesn't quite feel like that is uh, what Baylor and Oklahoma comes down to. Uh, T was playing Tulane this week, and that is that game feels. Speaking of uncomfortable, man, I. Willie, you know who's probably the national coach of the year? Is, well, it's Josh Heupel, right? Has to be. Yeah. I mean, uh, Sonny Dyke. I mean, remember the – Sonny Dyke would get some consideration for sure. First month, it was Leipold, Dyke. I mean, you – I mean, I would have probably at some point gone down the list and say, oh, Josh Heupel's having a nice year. But I would have had those other guys ahead of Josh. And then, of course, now Josh is the uh, – is, has lapped the field. Yeah. Well, keep it going. Yeah, the guy who ought the guy who's going to get short shrift on that is Willie Fritz for the Doug, job he's done at Tulane this year. I hope one of these secondary coach of the year type awards though feels uh, finds a way to to give this guy a trophy because they they are having a night. You know they get uh, what's the kickoff time on this game here, Tulsa Tulane? I'm looking right now. Uh, 11 a.m. 11 o'clock. Tulane has the best defense in the American, both from a scoring standpoint and a yardage standpoint. Uh, Davis Brin got uh, chopped down pretty hard the other day, and you wonder where he is physically now. And you wonder where that team – I mean, you know, the story – what did I see a headline on TulsaWorld.com yesterday to you uh, – basically suggesting that TU is kind of the frustration of what has happened to this point. They're wiping it all away, and they're just focused on replicating what they did last year. Yeah. Second half rally that ended up with a 500 regular season and a bowl win. I just I, – I, 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 uh, sort of like OSU. I mean, TU over a period of about four years had really special defenses, and it's not quite as special now. Just like always, I mean, we're talking about last year, uh, the Oklahoma State defense last year was the best, if not the, the best since 84, it was one of the two best since mm -hmm. 84 in, in that program. And the last four years of TU, Bill Young going into Joseph Gillespie, those were special defenses. Mm -hmm. And they step back. They're, TU's not terrible defensively, but they're not what they've been. Yeah. And now you've got Davis Brin, who – uh, if he's not out, he will be diminished and sore. And uh, it, this is a this is a tough home game. So for Tulsa to, to match what it did a year ago, Garen, there are three and five now. Uh, the remaining games: Tulane at Memphis next Thursday, and then on uh, Friday the 18th, 
they got two mid uh, two weeknight games coming up back to back at Memphis and then uh, South Florida here, and then on Thanksgiving Saturday they close at Houston. So uh, Tulane's ranked. Houston's loaded up with playmakers. Uh, I kind of think. I kind of thought they needed to beat SMU to get to oh, six. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I considered that a uh, for for TU to do what it did last year, beating SMU at home was an absolute had yeah. to do yeah. game had to win that game game. So, uh, I'll be really kind of blown away if they. I was blown away last year when they did it. But, I was too. Yeah, but if they pull it off this year with the circumstances as they are, uh, and if they don't. I mean, 2012 was Blankenship's, uh, Bill Blankenship's 11-win conference title, bowl win over Iowa State season. This is the 10th season since that season. And if Tulsa does not figure out a way to win three of the next four and a bowl, uh, this will be the seventh losing season for the program in 10 years. Uh, so, you know, a little bit of uh, yeah. time to reflect, take inventory at mm -hmm. T. And um, you know, it, and if you want to continue to run with Philip, then you the university needs to say, okay, Philip, what do you need? I mean, we would love to build you the nicest indoor in the country, and we would like to do everything we could possibly, anything you could imagine, we would love to do it for you. But what can we do within reason, within our limits financially? What can we do for you to help? And and then Philip has to ask himself, you know, what do we need to do differently? Yeah, but yeah, it, uh, it's tough for me to see three more wins on the schedule. Yep, We've got time for one quick question. Will Jinx be uh, any closer to Bixby on ESPN than Booker T was a few years ago? That was a seventy to twenty-one kind of game, something like that. Uh, wow, you know. Kind of running out of ways to describe and and uh, frame Bixby's place in, in uh, with what they're doing. I mean, as, as far as history. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked Barry Lewis last night, um, in your lifetime, and I would say Barry's lifetime of, of really, really watching and being aware of Tulsa area high school football. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and just say from the age of 15 on uh, that Barry's been very, very aware of, of every, right, of, of everything, really. I mean, if you want to even go down to minor league hockey, but but we're just talking about high school football. But I asked him, can you ever remember uh, a season in which the very best team in this area was this much better than the best of the rest? Yeah. And, no. No, he's he never seen a gap like this between the best team and the best of the rest or mm -hmm. the rest of the field. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I mean, anything's possible. Every streak ends at some point. Uh, I saw Jinx the other night win somewhat miraculously with a great comeback, and Ike Owens had an amazing fourth quarter in overtime. B.A. gets a uh, extra point blocked in overtime, and Jinx dances the night away with a one-point <laughs> And Bixby beat BA by 60. Yeah. Seven, seven to 17. Yeah. 
Bixby has outscored nine opponents by 541 points. 68 to eight is the average final score. It's unbelievable, except it is believable because I've seen them play a bunch of times. And, uh, but the way they've done it is so impressive. And you keep looking for like, uh, you know, what is the secret to this? There ain't no secret to it. They just run their guts out. And it's 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 like the Soviet hockey team or something. It's just crazy. The commitment, you know what I mean? And so uh Lauren Montgomery <clears throat> is uh you know, I went out there and watched him practice uh Tuesday or Monday. I guess it was Monday. And he's running around out there playing scout team quarterback. And um I've been to probably 20 Bixby practices over the last couple of years. And every single practice looks exactly alike. Mm-hmm. Exactly alike. When you arrive, you know exactly where the O-line or the, the offensive linemen are going to be drilling. And you know where uh, Laura Montgomery is going to be standing in that moment. And you know what they're going to be working. It's it, There's an unbelievable consistency to Bixby football. So... That's a really long-winded of saying. Uh, I mean, yeah, you, you have to expect Bixby to win the game. Bixby's a pretty healthy football team um, with two great high school quarterbacks and a great defense and uh, really more overwhelming momentum than I've ever seen any high school football team sustain over a four-year period ever in my career. Mm-hmm. So I expect Bixby to win. I'll be interested to see if Jinx comes out with uh, some wildly creative gadget plays, and you know what I mean. And yeah. I, I don't know how she just—I don't know how anybody can just line up straight up and just uh, beat Bixby w- without some uh, trickery. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't know how you do that. Having said that, I'm I'm so disappointed that the weather is thrown a kink into the schedule. Because I was going to see Muskogee and uh, um, Stillwater on Friday in a matchup of nine and O teams, right? And that's like the game of the week in the state. And uh, but that'll have to be played now on Thursday as well. So, yeah. but I wouldn't miss Bixby Jinx because nope. of the because of the potential for history. Yep, it's historic either way. Mm-hmm. Bixby ten and O run in its first season in six A one. Or Jinx ends that streak. Something, mm-hmm. something interesting is going to happen. So we'll see. All right. You've got Spartans Trojans. I will be in Lawrence watching the Cowboys and the Jayhawks. We'll be re- you'll be reading what we write about those games and hopefully others, and hopefully what others on the Tulsa World staff provide. Uh, we bust our butts a lot. We uh, we thank you for uh, for rewarding us for our work by reading our work and occasionally listening and watching as well as we do shows like Extra Points. This has been another edition of that. We'll talk to you next week. Please stay dry. If it does rain as much as I say it's going to and enjoy the football. Yeah.